What's up guys? Today we're going on another adventure. I want to take you behind the scenes on what it's like to create a video game with strangers in just one month. Without further ado, here's the episode. Three, two, one. Identity Complex. Welcome gamers. I left Capital One on December 10th, 2021 for reasons I cannot publicly disclose because it may have stock market implications. It was a non-performance related reason and so I was given the option to either transfer internally or leave the company and get a sizable severance package. I was given these options in October and had until December to transition. In practical terms, that means I was given about two months to do whatever I wanted and make a normal salary in the meantime. Capital One treated us very generously throughout this whole process. The same day this was announced, I didn't allow myself to become a couch potato and wanted to use this opportunity to build something cool. In the past, I would have worked on a startup idea and tried to find co-founders. I thought about it for a bit and even messaged some people on r co-founder. The idea of doing regular web development felt played out. I ran that experiment too many times recently. In college, I made a game in Unity and was absolutely consumed by the process. Video game development combines so many artistic pursuits and at the end of your journey, you have something fun to play. The initial jolt for me to make a game came from my discovery of the subreddit r slash I-N-A-T, which stands for I Need a Team. Its description is a subreddit created to bring together like-minded creatives for the purpose of collaboration, networking, and gaining experience in team-based development. The primary users of the subreddit are people making video games who make posts detailing if it's for hire or hobby. There were plenty of people looking for members to join them, but I felt like I had specific requirements that would be better suited to a distinctive request. This was my post. I'm a full stack web developer by trade with about 10 years of experience. Currently, I'm looking to build a team to learn and make a game together. I've made a very simple Unity game many years ago, so I put my abilities at a beginner level. Ideally, the game will be made in Unity, unless there are better arguments to the contrary, and it will be 2D or 2.5D. I want to put a hard cap on a month of development on the project. This will make sure that we actually create something together. I'm going to keep as organized as possible. In the past, I've used Trello. Although I'm putting these artificial constraints on the project, I really want the experience to be fun. As far as the game concept goes, I'd love to make something that would make us laugh building it and playing. For revenue share, the initial plan is to not make money off the game. However, if the team is adamant at the end, we can split it evenly. I really want to make an audio log of the process. Seems like a cool idea to see the journey of a bunch of strangers making a game together. If you're interested, send me a message and I'll add you to the group Discord. In the message, give a rundown of who you are, what you would like to work on, bonus points if you have a funny concept. I'm located on EST, so I'll be most responsive during normal business hours then. So the audio log didn't happen, or else you'd probably be listening to snippets of it throughout this podcast. What well, could have been, you know? Well, let's not dwell on the past. Before we begin, I also want to make a disclaimer that it may seem like this podcast is simply me complaining about my teammates. However, the purpose of me sharing these details is to paint an accurate picture of creating a video game with strangers who are mostly at the beginner level. My issues were typical, and I do appreciate the work everybody put into the project. No one was getting paid. All work was done in their free time. They had jobs and personal obligations and they were doing this simply out of the passion of making video games. From the post, I got a decent selection of responses. The first was a guy, let's call him Richard, who had made a few games before, which were rather impressive. We had a good back and forth trying to figure out some video game ideas that seemed fun. 
I'd recently seen a video of a person using a laser pointer to get their cat to turn off a light switch. The whole concept was very funny to me, and I feel like a puzzle platformer could be made where you control a laser and try to get cats to trigger different aspects of the environment. In a way, it reminded me a lot of the laser puzzles in Portal, but instead of robots shooting you, cats would be your enemies. From there, we decided that the main character should be a mouse, cute and unthreatening like Jerry from Tom and Jerry. His motivation would be that his family was taken from him by some evil cat boss, and he must navigate through a house to save them. We also settled on 2D instead of 2.5D. From this basic starting point, Richard would start working on the artwork for anything you could find in a house and the various characters in the game. Soon thereafter, another person contacted me from the posting, a guy called Lazy Genius, who worked on a webcomic called Cat and Raccoon, which was cute and humorous. I thought he would be a great addition since the subject of our work was animal-based. From that webcomic, he wrote the text copy and his friend did the artwork. Therefore, my initial expectation was to bring him on as a writer. He instead thought it would be a great opportunity to get into sound design and music. I didn't object to the idea because we didn't have a composer. This was a learning project after all, and if he didn't produce anything that met my quality standards, then we would simply just not put it in the game. As I added him into the group, I ran his intentions and background by Richard. I felt like since he partnered prior, that he has a rightful say to any new additions. He was rightfully skeptical about Lazy Genius's ability to produce quality music, however, he appeared convinced by my reasoning for accepting his admission. I was also reached out by others, but felt fine with the team we had now. In the worst case, me and Richard could put something out. To relearn Unity, I found an amazing tutorial by Coding and Flow titled Build a 2D Platformer Game in Unity. It's very detailed and thorough. There are about 13 videos ranging from 9 minutes to 30 minutes, and I highly recommend them to anybody interested in 2D platforming. Here's a short clip for you from Coding and Flow. A game without items that we can collect is pretty boring, because otherwise how am I supposed to fill the emptiness in my heart? So in this part we will learn how to add collectible items to our game and how to count them on the screen. So let's go. Part of the learning process, Coding and Flow describes the tile map system in Unity. For the uninitiated, the tile map is a system that stores tile assets. These tile assets are basically just sliced up sections of images or sprites. The tile map comes with the tile palette, which allows you to use the slices or tiles as a paintbrush. You can paint these tiles to a specific layer on the scene. Each layer is defined by a 2D grid. The order of the layers defines either the foreground or the background of the scene. In order for this system to work, you need to have a pixel per grid cell ratio. The ratio can help define how your image gets sliced up into their perspective tiles. For example, the tutorial I was referencing defined each cell as 16 pixels wide and high. Every image I imported would be imported on a 16 pixel grid scale. Their main character image was 32 pixels high and wide, and therefore would span two grid cells in both directions. The great thing about the tile map is that it makes it incredibly fast to create scenes and have a consistent scale. If I wanted to create an environment of obstacles and platforms, I can simply draw a bunch of tiles and add a tile map collider, which would instantly block all of their game objects with colliders. There are tons of things I can say, but put simply, I was interested in it because of the tutorial. While following the tutorial, I've been in frequent contact with Richard. We discussed different aspects of the game, now that Lazy Genius was involved, I tried roping him into the conversations, but he wasn't active at all. Richard didn't like his infrequency very much, especially at the start of the project. I recognized his concerns, but also suggested to Richard that if Lazy didn't make much progress, the two of us could easily pull off a game together. 
As long as Lazy wasn't impeding progress, then he didn't need to be removed. Richards told me in the past he's dealt with people on hobby projects in r slash INAT who tried to sell his artwork for profit. I acknowledge his concerns, but really wasn't worried about people copying aspects of our basic game. Richard continued to do well. He pushed through assets at incredible speed. We had some good placeholders for cats, some furniture, and a TV animation. As I learned tile maps, I did want him to take that system into account. When I asked him questions related to tile maps, he did not take them very well. He firmly stated he doesn't like tile maps and refused to work on a project with them. I wasn't attached to the system since I was just learning it. I'd only assumed it was the best approach because of the tutorial I was watching, so I extended him an olive branch and solicited feedback on better options. This question was sent to deaf ears because Richard blocked me. He also left the Discord group and removed all the assets he created. I was a bit shocked by the abruptness and was left scratching my head if I'd done something to offend him. To this day, I don't really understand his beef with tile maps. I let Lazy know that Richard left. He seemed unfazed and to me it didn't affect my determination to create a game. I already had a few other people reach out to me. Some didn't work out due to poor communication and vastly different time zones. Despite that, we finalized the team in a few days. First was Anna, a 2D artist who'd made plenty of cute cat art, but nothing for video games. Second was John. He had minor Unity experience and self-proclaimed not good at C-sharp. He made a few games on itch.io using Click Team Fusion, but most of experience was from tabletop RPGs. He also did fractal artwork, graphic design, and a little bit of pixel art, but wasn't good enough to be considered professional in any of those. He accepted the title Jack of All Trades and Master of None. His personal motive for joining the team was to learn more game development. Finally, we had Quinn, a guy whose biggest game was a simpler archery game made in Unity. If I have links to any of their work, I'll put them in the show notes for you. To make us comfortable as a team, I wanted to start off with an initial Discord call. It wasn't particularly easy because we had people in each US time zone besides Hawaii. It was great having everyone together and hearing their voices. We defined the game and made sure we all understood what we were building. The plan was to make a 2D puzzle platformer in Unity. There would be three stages and four levels per stage. At the end of the stages, there would be a special event. Normally, it's a puzzle platformer where a mouse is trying to get to the end of the course, ultimately trying to save his family. The special events are a top-down game that plays like Pac-Man, but with traps in a maze. Some inspiration was the board game called Mousetrap. This vision was pretty ambitious for a 30D game, but I wanted to get everybody excited about what we could build. All of our decisions needed to be made with time in mind. We'd chop off levels and features if we were running behind. To coordinate our tasks, I made a Trello board and in a smaller meeting with me, Quinn, and John, we outlined all the tasks that we thought we needed to finish. After that, I spent a solid week running through the tutorial to make a good foundation for our platformer game, while the other developers got situated with the same. Anna, in her limited time, would begin the main character design. Her first design had the mouse tail under the body, but then it animated above. This needed to be changed because for the game object, you define the box collider, which indicates where physical collisions occur. You usually want the box to cover the core of the object, including its feet, so when it collides against the ground, it looks normal. However, when you wrap the tail underneath in one frame and don't do it in others, it can either look like the tail is intersecting with the ground or the mouse is hovering above the ground. She acknowledged the feedback once I showed her some sample gameplay. As far as learning the tutorial, John seemed like he was being pulled in multiple directions in his personal life and wasn't willing to make the commitment of following it. I did enjoy his gameplay input. 
so I put him on the task of designing the first few levels. Our intention for those was to make a Mario style progression where you have simple levels and mechanics that build on top of each other as you continue. Quinn also didn't watch the tutorial, but he seemed knowledgeable enough to work through the glue trap logic. His implementation was about 65% there. It had some good ideas and needed some tweaking. Even my implementation could have been improved so that instead of adding a custom script to the player and checking collisions with object of a specific tag to reduce movement speed, it may have been possible to create a brand new material with a stickiness property. It took a little bit of time for John to create a design for the first level. My suggestion to him was to make a layout in the simplest way possible, even if it was just pen on paper for the first draft. His idea was to use Click Team Fusion to make not only the level, but gameplay first draft. He proposed that it would be better to do it this way so that he could test the things he placed in the environment so that his level design would be more meaningful. The logic made sense in some way, but on the other hand, as we added more features into the Unity app, we wanted him to incorporate those into the level design, and he would therefore have to duplicate some level of work to create them into Click Team Fusion. If he wanted to playtest his designs, and I thought it might be better for him to design them directly in Unity, we attempted that a little since I thought he had some development experience and had used Unity in the past. The first step was to get Unity set up for him and run the project. This proved quite difficult for him because he didn't have a development environment and lacked basic Git skills. For private repos, GitHub now requires you to set up a temporary access token and configure that through the GitHub CLI. Normally, if you develop, you would have many of these things already done, but for him, it was a bit of a mountain that I didn't think it was the best use of my time to get him to hurdle. Therefore, we went back to the original approach and I left him to his own devices. Quinn worked on the seesaw, mousetrap, and triggers. For each of these implementations, they were a bit rough around the edges, and I found myself going after him and fixing things. I'd wonder if it would be more efficient if I handled the scripting and he focused on something else. John had finished two level designs that I hadn't been able to fully vet. After that, he basically retired from the project because of his new job. For Quinn, based on his Unity knowledge, I had him work on building out John's level designs. I was pretty busy myself. I basically touched and worked on every script and scene in the application. The things include cat AI, the player movement, animation, saw traps, poison traps, trampolines, break blocks, collectibles, music, etc. Only thing that I attempted without much success was getting the lighting system working to get lasers. Yes, the laser cat game currently has no lasers. While I was role-playing being a game developer, I was also interviewing at companies for a new job. There was a point where I was having several interviews with different companies every day for a couple weeks. In my breaks, I would boot up Unity and work on my game. It was a fun way to decompress and relax between the interviews instead of just stressing. Meanwhile, Anna finished the mouse animations and then she focused on the glue trap. Her final contribution within the time limit was the cat design and walking animation. Lazy Genius came back into the picture. Periodically, I'd reach out to him into the group chat. At first, he was learning, then he told me he was working on the boss's music. To this, I responded that working on the first level was recommended. Near the end, I figured we could probably have one solid level, maybe two. Speaking of which, Quinn eventually produced the two levels. When I played them, I felt like the best approach was to check the source material, which was John's original level designs. Quinn made some direct translations, but I found his rendition to have oddly placed objects with bad spacing. He did introduce some interesting ideas, but his level design was unplayable. There were many ways where a player could get easily stuck and forced to quit the game. To finish the month, my last contributions were to completely redo the two levels. 
To create them, I looked at the things John and Quinn made and just combined all the aspects I liked in order to make it playable while also adding some secret sections. Lastly, Lazy Genius produced some boss music, which was decent for someone who's never made music before. I wouldn't be able to use it for our levels because we were looking for something lighthearted and loopable. At that point, I had a royalty-free track I was using and was giving him recommendations based off that. His final efforts didn't create anything better or comparable to it. Even if they sounded fine, they weren't loopable and therefore not suitable for a game where the levels could take any amount of time to complete. When the deadline came up, I published the game on itch.io. I did request Anna to create one more asset for me after she returned from her vacation. Currently the mousetrap wasn't obvious and people were confused by it. Laser Cats took about a month to create, after which I tweaked a few things and updated the assets. I may in the future add checkpoints and fix some bugs. I still had another month after making this game, and I had the drive to continue developing more video games. My next game would be a solo endeavor, and I'd use existing free or paid assets. I found an amazing asset pack that I fell in love with. My new game was called Playing With Snow, and it was a Christmas-themed Bomberman game. I'd recommend checking out my two games and comparing what the different conditions produced. My takeaway from the experience is that having a team can be fun just for the social dynamic alone. Different people can bring different things to the table. However, if it's a basic early attempt at making a game, I think you can be more productive using existing assets that are free or cheap. As you develop your skills and want to work on a specific well thought out idea, then it makes sense to find specific people that you have confidence in their contributions. It's better to find people for a reason rather than have people and try to figure out what they should do. I really enjoyed making these games and plan to make plenty more in the future. If you enjoyed what I've created, I'd really appreciate a review on itch.io. The links to the games are in the show notes. My current games are by no means perfect and as time goes on, I may continue to polish them. If you are an aspiring video game creator and are interested in 2D, I'd love to chat. Anyways, this is my story of trying to make a video game with strangers. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving me a review and rating. It really helps to get more ears on this podcast. Thank you all, and see you on the next adventure. Peace. Goodbye, gamers. <laughs>